Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, I hope you guys are having an amazing day, enjoying life. I hope the weather is good where you are. It's cold here, but I hope you are having better weather. (laughs) Anyway, last week on the podcast, we talked about eight thoughts that can change your marriage. So here are some takeaways from last week's episode. Number one, instead of assuming the worst, give your spouse the benefit of the doubt. Number two, Hear your spouse out before taking offense. Now, I know this is difficult, but sometimes what they say initially is not what they mean. So it's important to hear what your spouse or partner has to say before getting angry or taking offense. Number three, make mental notes of what your spouse does well and acknowledge it. Number four, affirm your spouse instead of criticizing your spouse. And remember, criticism is one of the four horsemen, so you definitely do not want to criticize your spouse because it is detrimental to your marriage. Number five, speak to your spouse using a respectful tone instead of sounding irritated with them. Number six, see your spouse differences as necessary qualities you don't have. Number seven, think of your spouse as your equal and not as your child. And finally, number eight, assure your spouse that you're proud of them and that you're happy with who they are. That is important because you are letting them know that you accept them and that you are happy with the person that they are. The way you think about your marriage will change the way you treat your spouse. So when you treat your spouse better, they'll respond to you differently. They'll feel better about themselves. They'll be happy and they'll think happy thoughts about themselves. So being able to change your spouse will not happen because we cannot change anybody else but ourselves. So... The only thing that you can do is change how you feel about your spouse and change what you think about your spouse. And you will be surprised at how much faster your marriage and your relationship will change. These are a few takeaways from last week's podcast episode. So if you would like to learn more about the eight thoughts that you can think to improve your marriage or your relationship, then click on the link below in the show notes to listen to last week's episode of the podcast. Before we get into this week's topic, we are going to hear a word from one of our sponsors. Hello, this is relationship coach Kiana W. Mitchell, and I would love to invite you to join my signature program called Improve Your Marriage While Improving Yourself. This is a year-long intensive marriage coaching program that will help you improve your marriage and in the process, improve yourself. In this course, you will discover who you are, what your expectations are for your marriage, and why you act and react the way you do in your marriage. These are just some of the things you will discover about yourself and your marriage during this program. So if you are struggling in your marriage and want to improve your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to be a part of the Improve Your Marriage While Improving Yourself signature program. I can't wait to see you there. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about the four financial love languages that couples have in their marriage or relationship. Did you know that financial fights are one of the leading causes of divorce? Many couples do find it difficult to effectively communicate with one another about money. Because let's think about it. It's hard to talk about money and we think about money differently and we speak about money differently. Because a lot of us have been, we have different backgrounds, of course, when you come together You're two different people, you have different backgrounds, you think differently about money. And so sometimes it's hard to find a way to talk about money with your spouse. So 
since it's difficult, people don't usually do it. People just spin their own way and then sometimes there can be a problem. So learning how to communicate with each other about how to speak with money about money is essential. So finance is the language and unfortunately, as I already said, most people do not speak the financial love language of their spouse. And it's actually more difficult to speak and understand someone else's financial communication when you don't understand how what your financial language is. Actually, months ago, we talked about love languages. Love languages are good, but did you know that there's also a financial love language? And here are the four financial love languages. Savings, giving, investing, and spending. And so we're going to talk about a little bit of each one of these love languages in depth because you may like to save but your spouse may like to spend you may want to invest but your spouse may be wanting to give money and these are just things that you have to consider when you're talking about your relationship and as you talk about your marriage because everybody's different we think about money differently so since we think about money differently of course we're going to have different ideas about money and how we spend it so here's what we're going to do we're going to talk about the four financial love languages so we're going to start with saving. Now, a person whose love language is saving, they believe that financial security is usually the primary concern of people. And that is the love language they speak. So a saver primarily saves money because they like to see their money grow. They like to know that they have money for a rainy day. And it's important for them to feel secure to know that if anything happens, like your car breaks down, fix the water heater in the house, get a new air conditioning system, go for a vacation, whatever the case may be. They want to know that whatever life throws at them, they're going to be able to protect themselves and their family from any type of financial hardships and emergencies. And maybe they feel this way because they could have experienced hardships in their life, or maybe their parents like to save. So all of this could be a reason why savers like to save. So it's important for them to be able to help their loved ones financially, now and in the future. So one of the best ways to communicate with savers about money matters is to talk about how much money they'll be saving or including them on a purchase to find the best deal. For example, you can say something like, you are best at saving this money. Can you help me find the best deal on a big screen TV? And then they'll be more inclined to help you. And that's a way you can speak to a saver about money. Now I know this because I have a saving love language when it comes to money. I like to save, I like to research before I spend. So hearing that someone wants to save or you don't want to go over a budget is one of the ways that resonates with me when we talk about money. Because I like to sit down, plan, think about it. So that is what helps me when I talk about money. Now I do keep in mind that my husband is not in the, he's not in the saving category, so that's not his love language. So it's important for me not to just know my own love language, but also to know his love language when it comes to money so that it can be easy for us to discuss money. I can talk about it in terms that he understands and terms that resonate with him, and he can talk about money in ways that resonates with me. Now, a person who is giving. Now, people who speak giving have, they're more like philanthropists. That's their heart. So for most givers, giving is an expression of love. They give their time, they give their money, they give their resources, etc. to help those in need. Givers should be cautious, though, if they find they are giving out of an act of insecurity in exchange for an emotional connection or to be liked. The best way to communicate with givers is to praise them for their giving spirit. In most instances, givers simply like to feel appreciated. So here's an example. 
you can say something like this if you have a spouse that has a giving love language. You can say something like, you have such a wonderful heart of giving. Let's find some more ways to give where it will be a bigger impact. So you're acknowledging that they like to give and you're talking to them in a way that they can understand. So if you guys were to sit down and discuss money, you would probably talk about charities that they may want to contribute to. And that would be the way for you to communicate how you're going to spend the money. So you can talk about the bills you have to pay, all the things you need to do, and then maybe talk about a charity that they would like to give to or something like that. And that's the way you guys can come together to speak about money. Investing. So if you have a financial love language of investing, it is important. So those who speak investing take relative risk and enjoy watching their money grow as well. So they like to invest in the stock market, retirement, business opportunities, education, or other people. The best way to communicate with investors is to discuss transactions or opportunities as investments and as well as share the potential return on their investments. So these kind of people are not interested in just throwing money away. That doesn't work to them. They want to talk about how they're going to invest, how money is going to grow. So people who have the investing love language when it comes to finances, it will be beneficial if you're discussing your finances, you talk about ways to invest and save because they'll understand that and they'll be able to have that resonate with them and that will be make it easier for you guys to talk about your finances. For example, you could say something like, we can make some great contact for our business if we invest $200 in attending this conference. So you're not coming up and just saying, hey, we should go to this conference. Of course, you want to go to the conference, but you understand and you know that your spouse will most likely listen if you say, if we invest $200 to attend this conference, we can make some great contacts for our business. So that is a way you can talk to a person or a spouse or your partner who may have a financial love language of investing. And finally, we are going to come to spending. Now, spending deals directly with the pleasure principle. So whether this spending is for someone else or themselves, spenders find ultimate pleasure in spending money, usually on stuff. So true spenders can be rebellious when they feel financially deprived or restricted. So have you ever wondered why sometimes people will spend, 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 and they have no money, but they keep spending? And when you try to talk to them about their spending habits, they just resist it and they're rigid. And they're just like, don't tell me what to do. I can make the money. I spend it, whatever. Well, that's why, because their love language is spending. And that is how they deal with money. And that's their financial love language. And they deal with money this way. So the best way to communicate with a spender is first of all, not to judge, but rather give parameters of spending. So they won't feel as restricted if you say something like, instead of telling them that they can't spend on something, you can say something like, hey, we have $200 to spend this month because they won't feel restricted. They won't feel like, oh, is she telling me not to spend my money or is he telling me not to spend my money? They won't perceive it that way if you say something like, hey, we have some extra money. Let's spend it on this. So you can spend it however you want. So you're giving them parameters. It's almost like they have an allowance, but they don't see it that way because they're not being restricted. They know how much they can spend and they can spend it freely and you're not telling them what to do. So it's important to understand financial love languages because this is going to aid in having more effective financial conversations with your mate or your spouse. So if you need more help, I would always advise you to seek the help from a counselor or from a financial 
professional so they can mediate these conversations about money. And like I said earlier, money reasons and financial reasons are one of the main reasons that people get divorced. Finances are important. It, I know people say, you know, if we just have love, that's all you need. Well, kind of, sort of, maybe not. Love is important. You have to have love. But you have to have all these other things. Like you have to have finances. You have to be able to talk about money. You have to be able to look past flaws. There's a lot of things that come along with marriage other than love. Forgiveness. Like there's so much more. So love is like the foundation that you build your marriage on. So you build it. Foundation is love. But as you go up, there are other layers. And so you need to make sure that you nurture your marriage, not just the foundation. Nurture the foundation, nurture the love, but also nurture your finances and your feelings and forgiveness and all of these other things that come along with being married. All right. So if you guys want to know more information about this, feel free to reach out and I will give you all the information I have on what you guys can do to talk about money in your relationship. And remember that talking about money can be difficult, but being able to understand the financial love language of your spouse will definitely help you to be able to talk with your spouse or partner in a way that they can understand. So the song that we're going to listen to today is called Told You Before. And it's about a woman who's trying to assure her spouse that she's not gonna hurt him again and that she's gonna be there for him. Now I picked this song for a specific reason. When it comes to money, sometimes you don't realize it, but you can break your spouse's trust by not taking care of the finances or by buying things that you're not supposed to buy or without talking about big purchases. So it's important to remember that you have to constantly assure your spouse that they can trust you with the finances. And so the song that we're going to listen to is called Told You Before. And even though it's talking about how someone else hurt her husband in the past and how she's trying to assure him that she's not going to hurt him. You know, once you think about it, maybe we've hurt our husbands or our wives in the past by being irresponsible with our spending and by not being upfront and having the needed conversation that we need to have about money. So if you want to think about it this way, this song benefits us because it reminds us that we need to assure our spouse, whether it be personal, emotionally or financially, that we're not going to do it again. And even if the offense that happened to them was from a previous relationship, it's important to let them know that they are safe with us, both emotionally and financially. So here is the song, Told You Before. I know in the past she broke your heart. Now it is hard for you to trust me. When I look into your eyes, I see the pain you
that she said and things that she did had a bad effect on you. Even though she's gone, you're still affected. Now that you're with me, you're starting to trust again. the podcast i would like to thank you so much for being here with me today i absolutely love hanging out with you each week and it's always a pleasure to spend time with you if you love the podcast as much as i love spending time with you i encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts i will also love it if you will leave a review for the podcast so you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show Because I am so thankful to you guys, I am going to be giving away a free gift. I understand that being married can be difficult and stressful at times. So if you are looking for a way to stop arguing and resolve issues in your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to download your free PDF about how to solve problems in your marriage. 
If you would like to contact me, feel free to contact me on social media by clicking the links in the show notes, and I promise you that I will respond to your message. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.